Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, we want to go over to Hebrews 11 tonight. And uh, as you're going, I just want to share a couple things with you very quick that we want to keep in our mouth and we want to keep declaring. Uh, Now, the season that we're in in the world, uh, I'm I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it, but, but, you know, a lot of people don't see a lot of hope. I, uh, I was running this afternoon. I had to run this afternoon because I, I got a late start to my morning. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to, sh- to spread hope wherever I go. And uh, everybody that I, that I see, I, you know, I want to make sure I'm spreading hope. And uh, before I left, I, I ran downstairs and, and checked the mail. And maybe, yeah, that was after I got back. I'm sorry. And I was uh, speaking with one of the uh, uh, employees there. And, of course, everything in our... Uh, complex where we're at is shut down none of the amenities are open and and they haven't been and, and you know that's fine they have to do what they have to do but I was talking to her and I and 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 uh, I just looked at her and I said well every day is another day closer to normalcy and uh, she said well I hope so and I said no it is I said they're figuring it out it'll be all right and you know and I was thanking her for all that they were able to do and and I could just see this gloom and doom all over her you know and and I understand that, you know, confinement, there, it, you know, we say when I was a boy, it cramps your style, right? But the, the point is, is this, folks, life will get back to normal. Life will get back to normal. It, regardless of the supernatural intervention, which we're going to talk about that for just a moment, this thing has a, a, life, a life cycle. It will end. It's a virus. It will end. Amen. You understand? Life will get back to normal. But we've got to stay in faith. We've got to stay in faith. And uh, I keep bringing this back to you because it's so important. Brother Copeland said, and Pastor Michelle and I watched him the other night, and he said, this disease called COVID-19 will be over much sooner than you think. And then he talked about Christian people all over this country praying have overwhelmed it. That's the word of the Lord from the prophet of God. And 2 Chronicles, now I think this is so amazing that the Lord has given me this scripture about this year. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. 2020. Isn't that amazing? And it says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Well, that word prosper not only means financially prosperous, but it means to be whole, to be healed, to be well, to be rescued, to be secure, to be safe. Well, a trusted prophet of God has said this disease will be over much sooner than you think. Now, I've got to keep that, put that in my mouth and keep saying that. Amen. Even our president, this is something I'm putting in my mouth. Our president said, 
that he would like the U.S. to open back up and resume by Easter. I'm putting that in my mouth. I'm in agreement with my president. Amen. Now, the reason that is, is folks, I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm standing here tonight. I have no fear. I'm not worried about things. God is our source. But here's, here's the point. If I, if I keep saying what the Lord is saying, God says things to people for us to say them. Those are not just words. Now, there are people that would disagree with it, and that's, that's fine. That's up to them. But when you know something by the Spirit, you know it by the Spirit. I was speaking with another uh, man that I trust very much, probably trust his voice spiritually more than anybody's just the other day. And uh, he said Sunday afternoon that uh, he was at home, he was telling me, and he said, there just came a knowing on the inside of me that this thing has turned. And he said, then the Lord gave me the scripture in the book of Job chapter 42, where it says, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord turned the captivity of Job. And Job received twice as much as he had before. These are voices that have spoken to my life over the years and have been spot on. So it's going to be shorter than you think, and it has turned. And then the Lord told me that the fifth month, which is May, was the month that God's grace would be shown to a people who have largely forgotten Him. Now, as your pastor, unlike Paul and, or Peter and John, when they stood before the council and they said, we told you not to preach or teach anymore in that name. And they said, look, we, you got to do whatever you want, whether it's right to preach and teach in that name or not to you. We can only tell those things that we've seen and heard. Amen. I can only tell you what I've heard in my spirit and what I believe. And I've got to be bold enough to say, this is what God told me so you can add your faith to it and we can see things turn. Amen. So I believe that. Keep that in your mouth. Keep that going. And uh, God is so good to us. Amen. Now, Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to minister tonight for the next few minutes on this subject of faith looks beyond. Faith looks beyond. Uh, The goal of the enemy in any situation is to keep your attention and to keep your focus on the current problem or the circumstance. That's what he wants to do, is to keep you focused on what currently is. Now, I know the season we're in in the world, but I mean, this is any area of your life, anything that you need to see change in. The goal of the enemy is to keep your focus on what you're currently going through. Amen. Because I'm preaching these messages because we need this for beyond this current situation. That's going to be over quicker than people think. Faith looks beyond what is and sees what can be. It sees what is coming. It looks beyond what is and sees what can be. You know, we're we're seeing so many, getting so many good reports. I got a a call from a, a gentleman today in Kansas. Uh, 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 they had put him on disability and uh, he had been praying, asking God to give him a job. And uh, in, in the season that we're in, they called him in for an interview. He went to the interview and I believe by the time he got home or the next day, one, they called him and said, well, you got the job. 
And not only do you have the job, they said, we're only going to wait 30 days to enact your benefits. Usually it's 90. We're going to wait 30 and give you all your benefits. Amen. I got a phone call today from a family at the Kansas location. Uh, our dear brother and, and uh, Dwayne Goss. Dwayne, if you, Heather, if you're watching, we love you. And uh, 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 he uh, uh, had an accident at work and fell and hit his head and had to have some staples. But when they were examining him to find out why it happened, he had blood clots on his lung, in his lungs. And uh, they, they rushed him in and uh, they got a hold of us. And, of course, we prayed simple and easy, going to go like clockwork, flying colors. I got a call before we came to church. He came through it perfectly. Uh, he's going to have to be on some blood thinners, but, but everything's done. He's going to be back up and running, back to normal before you know it. Here's what I'm saying. If you will walk by faith, you can look beyond what is and see what's coming. Amen. Faith gives the ability to focus on things that are not seen naturally as of yet. All right? It gives the ability to focus on things that are not seen naturally yet. But yet those things are very real and they currently exist. I may not see them naturally yet, but they're real and they currently exist. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Through faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and then we can make the statement, yet. It's the evidence of things not seen yet. And it says faith is substance, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen yet. Then in Hebrews 11.3, it says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now notice, we see something here. Uh, there are two worlds. The natural seen world and the spiritual unseen world. Because he says here that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The natural seen world and the unseen spiritual world. A lot of believers, uh, sad to say, live too much in the natural world. And when I say that, I don't just mean in the natural world as far as uh, living in the flesh and, you know, watching too much TV or, or whatever the case may be. They, they live too much in the natural world. The natural world gets too much of their focus. See, the enemy wants you focused on the natural. He wants you focused on what's going on, what you're currently facing, uh, what your current problem may be, whatever it is, current issue that you're dealing with in your health or, or the way your family is or, or, or whatever might be going on in, in the country that you're a part of. He wants you focused on that. All right? And, and there's a reason for that. We live in a natural, physical body on this earth. But we're supposed to live according to the principles of the spiritual world. 
I, I live in the natural, but I'm supposed to live according to the principles of the spiritual world. Now, we won't take the time to go to all these scriptures. I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you and I'll quote them. Uh, Romans 1, 16 through 17. The gist of that verse says, the just shall live by faith. Right? Uh, Galatians 3.11 says the same thing. The just shall live by faith. And then Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38 says the same thing. The just shall live by faith. So three times in the New Testament, we're told that we live by faith. And then there's an Old Testament reference as well that says we live by faith. If we live according to the principles of this physical world, we're dead. All right? If we don't live by faith according to the spiritual principles, then our faith is dead or non-productive. Because here's, here's what you, you have to understand. And uh, we'll look at Romans 12, 3. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. A familiar passage of Scripture, but I want you to see something. There's a reason I say, uh, if we don't live by faith according to the spiritual principles, it, our faith, is dead or non-productive. Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, that, no man should think more highly of himself than he ought to think. Notice, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We live in a physical world, but we're not of this world. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 14 through 16, concerning the disciples, he said, Father, they are in the world, but they're not of the world. And in one place he said, they're like me. They're in the world, but like me, they're not of the world. We're in it, but not of it. Now, very often that's used just in the context of, of we don't do the same things they do. But of represents substance. It, it denotes, it's a preposition that denotes the source of something. And uh, for instance, in Romans 5, 5, it says uh, that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which was given to us. It's God's love. It's the love of God. God is the source of that love. So he says we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Our source is not the world. That's not what we're made of. That's not where we came from. And, and there will be good believers, uh, wonderful, well-meaning believers. And they'll say, well, uh, I mean, what do you mean I'm not, I, this is not where I'm from? I was born here. No, Jesus said, Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, in order to enter into eternal life, you got to be born again from above, right? Well, Nicodemus didn't understand that because obviously he wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's still a concept that I don't have the appropriate words to probably describe completely. But here's what Jesus said. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. We live in this world, but I'm not of this world. 
This is not where I came from. This is not where my, my genetic makeup is from. Amen. Faith is the spiritual force that puts you in contact with the physical world. Now, we said, if I don't live by faith according to the spiritual principles, then my faith is dead or non-productive. And we read in Romans 12, 3, that God has dealt to each man the measure of faith. So when we were born again and God recreated our spirit, He placed within us the measure of faith. Now, some will call that a measure of saving faith. Uh, Charles Capp said that every, God gave everybody the same measure. He gave everybody the Word of God. Well, I believe that, that both of those are, are appropriate. I personally believe it's a, it's a measure of saving faith. But here's the point. That measure of faith was given to us. The spirit of faith is within every, somebody say every, every, at home, every, every born-again believer. Everybody, every born-again believer has faith. They may not be using it, but they have it. Hallelujah. It's, It's so important to understand that. It's so important that you're, that you're listening to things that are building your faith and challenging you to use your faith. Amen. I'll tell you, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to reference this, this one time. What makes situations like we may be dealing with in our nation right now, what makes it so hard on some people is they are right now trying to get their faith to rise to the occasion of the challenge. And they were not building their faith before the challenge showed up. And now they got to build their faith in the middle of a challenge. My family, it's always easier to have your faith ready to go before the challenge shows up. Amen? And you've got it. You've got the ability to exercise faith. Because faith is a gift, not the gift of faith. But faith, generally speaking, the spirit of faith is a gift that God placed in you from the very beginning. You received a starter measure of faith from the very beginning of your Christian existence. And if you were raised and taught in a good church, you were taught how to use it, you were taught how to walk in it, you were taught how to live by it. Amen. It's up to us as to how we grow it up. It's up to me as to how I grow my faith up. Faith grows and matures. Well, I should say it this way. Faith grows, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith goes by speaking and faith grows by use. It comes by hearing, goes by speaking and grows by using. Hallelujah. So your faith will mature by using it, by hearing the word of God. Amen. And, and so when you, when you make decisions uh, based on faith, it's, it's, it's common knowledge that very often they don't make sense to natural people. Because natural people are taught and, and, and uh, schooled to do what? Call it like they see it. Right? I've, I've had people say, well, how can I say I'm not sick when I am sick? 
See, because that's living too much in the natural. That's a simple illustration. But what does faith do? Faith, according to Romans 4, calls those things that be not as though they were. God, who calls the end from the beginning, right? That's the way God uses His faith, is He calls things that be not as though they were. Why? Because we're, we're, we're in faith, you're tapping into something that is not physically seen, that's not naturally seen with the eye, but yet it is a very real thing that exists in a very real place. And when you say, in the name of Jesus, I'm healed and whole and well, and you declare that, and you may even feel uh, pain in your body, or you may see shortage in your finances, but you're declaring, my needs are met, I have plenty more to put in store, I'm fully supplied, completely filled, rich, rich, rich. You're not just making a natural good confession. You are now taking faith, and the organ of faith, the hand of faith, is reaching into that unseen spiritual realm and, and retrieving for you those things that you have need of. And if, if I only focus in the natural, then I, my faith will weaken, my faith will atrophy, and my faith will be non-productive. And then when I need it for something, it will not be in condition to do for me. Amen. Now it can grow, but I've, I've run into people before that there was a failure, and the reason there was a failure was because they didn't have appropriate time to condition their faith to make a change. I was talking with someone not too long ago, and, uh, and I was explaining to them, look, you got to check your attitude, because faith works by love. And if you're not walking in love, it doesn't matter how much faith you have, it's not going to work. Hallelujah. Does that, am I helping you? Hallelujah. I heard you by faith online. Hallelujah. I had one brother text me today and he said, Pastor, I went out and got a Roku so I could watch the services. He said, my daughter said I was missing out watching it on YouTube. I said, yes, you were. Amen. Hallelujah. When faith begins to mature, you begin to realize that this world you see is not the real world. This is not the real world. This, my God, this is not all there is. Aren't you glad? Amen. Paul said, if I only have hope in this life, I'm of all men most miserable. Right? This is not the real world. It is a world, but it's not the real world. It is a, a real world, but it's not the real world. Amen. Because there's another world. There's a spirit world. And you live in the spirit world different than you live in the natural world. And that's why when you're spiritual and you're living according to spiritual principles, natural people that only live according to the natural, you don't make sense to them. When you have hope in a hopeless situation, they don't get it. Because you're not living according to the natural things you see. 
Well, how do you know it's going to get better? Because it's going to get better. Because the Bible says the pathway of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. Amen. My best years are ahead of me. God doesn't lie. He told me 50 and beyond were the best years of my life, the best years of my ministry. Well, it, it can't fall apart. It can't get worse. He said it would be the best years. He didn't say there wouldn't be any challenges, but my faith, your faith, our faith is up to the challenge. We're up to the challenge. And we'll, we'll overcome every obstacle that comes our way. Why? First John 5, 4. Now, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. What world? This natural physical world that we live in, that we dwell in, that we operate in, our faith overcomes it. We have the shield of faith that quenches every fiery dart of the wicked. Amen. Oh, glory to God. There's another world, the spirit world. And you live in the spirit world different than you live in the natural world. Faith is the spiritual force that deals with the spiritual. Just like our senses deal with the physical. Hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, sight. Those all deal with the physical. <clears throat> Faith is that spiritual organ. That's, that spiritual hand that we connect to the spiritual world through. You live in the spirit world by the force of faith. Amen. There are people, and you may know some, who live above the emotional realm and live in the spiritual realm. They live above that emotional realm. Amen. I, I know some people, a lot of people, good people that are that way. They live above that emotional realm. People of faith. I endeavor to do that. Amen. Now, why is this so important? That's why you can see people that when calamity comes their way, they don't crumble and fall apart. They've tapped into a spiritual force. They've tapped into a spiritual anchor, a spiritual foundation. And when calamity comes, they don't just fall apart. Amen. Uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, we read it earlier, faith is substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Notice those two words. Faith is substance and faith is evidence. Well, evidence supports something. It supports your case. Amen. God's Word is enough evidence if I use it in the spiritual realm. You do not need any other evidence than the Word of God. One of the first messages, one of the first messages that, that I ever uh, really impacted me, my brother Copeland, was a message called The Greatest Faith. And he made the statement in that message, he said, uh, the greatest faith is a faith that needs no other evidence than thus saith the Word of God. Man, that changed my life. That, that imprinted my spirit and changed my existence. Because I don't need any other evidence than what God said. That's all I need. Amen. And, and that's why you can hear conflicting voices. You can hear uh, differing opinions. 
You can hear people that, 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 that don't believe uh, the, the good things that God's saying. But here's the thing. God's Word's enough evidence if I use it in the spiritual realm. Amen. Evidence supports something. See, faith is not nothing. Now, that may not be correct grammar, but faith is not nothing. But you have to stay and live in the spiritual realm. Faith is substance. Faith is evidence. Faith supports something. So it's not nothing. It's something. But you got to stay and live in the spiritual realm. I, I, I said the other day, you know, uh, 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 recommendations that, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the CDC and World Health and all that are getting, you know, wash your hands, don't touch your face, you know, the social distancing. I, I understand that. And I told people, I said, do that in faith. Don't forsake wisdom and call it faith. It's wisdom to wash your hands. There are people you know got cleaner hands now than they've ever had. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But you do it in faith. You don't go and wash your hands and say, oh, oh, I don't want to catch such and such. And so, oh, I'm going to wash my hands. That is living according to the natural world. You're, you're saying that, that you're an open target for whatever disease it is. When you're washing your hands, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm free from every plague and germ and disease. Thank you that you've given me wisdom. Wisdom is the feet of my faith. And I thank you, Lord, that I have the wisdom of God on my side. And I'll be well and whole in Jesus' name. Now, what you have just done is you have taken the Word of God and stayed in the spiritual realm. You've done a natural thing with your roots in the spirit realm. Amen. Does that make sense? But, but there are people that do a natural thing for natural reasons and they, they're not in the spirit realm with it. Anything you do in fear is void of faith because they, they, are, they are polar opposites. Really, anything you do in fear is void of love and if it's void of love, and, and, and understand something, that when you do something in fear, it's evidence that you don't believe the love of God for you. God, God loves you too much to let you get sick. Hallelujah. I heard all of those amens online. Yet that's got to be your mindset. When I, I, I said this the other day in the devotional. When uh, uh, my pastor and his wife were in an automobile accident and her back was broken three places. She, she made this statement. She said she told the doctor that she wasn't going to have the surgery because she felt led of the Lord not to have it. Had she felt otherwise, she would have. But she made this statement. I knew that God loved me too much to let me be paralyzed. I knew God loved me too much. It's no wonder that her faith was so active. She knew how much God loved her. When I operate in fear... What I'm saying without saying it is God doesn't love me. And, but notice what 1 John 4 says. It says, it is not perfect faith that casts out fear. It's perfect love that casts out fear. Well, faith works by love. But the, the more mature your love is, the more powerful your faith will be. 
And so when you get up every day and you say, God loves me today, God cares about me today, God's going to look out for me today, God's going to make a way for me today, God's going to protect me, God loves me too much for anything bad to happen to me. Now you're perfecting yourself in the love of God. Amen. Satan wins every time in the sense realm. Well, pastor, why is that? Because in the sense realm, he can prove to you that you're sick or, or, or broke. All he, has, all he has to do is point to the doctor's report or the bank balance. See there? That's what the doctor said. See there? Well, that's a report, and, I, and, and again, I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to operate in wisdom, but I'm going to reach over with my faith and get over here in the spirit realm and pull out of the spirit realm what I need to walk in, he- in healing. Amen. Well, see there, you don't have enough money. You got this coming up and you don't have enough money. Look at your bank balance. Well, now, wait a minute. I, I understand that. And I see that naturally. But I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to reach over into the spirit realm by faith where God supplies all of my need, right? And I'm going to get what I need. Amen. Brother Hagin preached a message one time called the arena of faith. And he talked about if, if you keep the enemy in the arena of faith, you'll whip him every time. The enemy fights to keep you in the flesh arena. The, the arena of feeling and sensing and, and, and uh, physical discernment. But the moment you, you won't allow him to keep you there and you pull him over in the, in the arena of faith, all you'll see is him taken off because he has no answer for the arena of faith. Amen. Because faith looks beyond. When, when the patriarchs of old when they would lay hands on their children and pronounce blessings on them and pronounce the future blessings on them. They were operating in the spirit of faith. They were saying things about their family that had not even occurred yet. But by faith, they were calling those things that were not as though they were. Amen. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 that that uh, 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 Moses forsook Egypt rather than to, and, and to spend his time with the people of God rather than enjoy the, the pleasures of sin for a season. And it says, by faith, he saw him who is invisible. Faith's eye will see what you can't see naturally. But it's there. The Bible says that Joseph, it says, by faith, when he was dying, he made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. In, in what, the 51st or 52nd chapter of Genesis, he said, he said, I'm dying, but God's going to deliver you. Take my bones with you when you go. Amen. Well, that, that thing happened a couple hundred years after he died. They, they were in bondage 430 years. But yet by faith, he saw something. He saw him leaving. And he said, when you go, take me with you. Don't leave my bones here. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. 
Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. You're seeing something. Hallelujah. That, that, that's why you have joy tonight. That's why you have peace and hope. That's why you have a serenity over you. And your neighbor might be wondering what they're going to do. People on your job might be wondering what they're going to do. You might even get phone, uh, phone calls from family members about what you're going to do. But you're just calm and cool and collected and they can't figure it out. They think you're living in some dream world. No, you're not living in a dream world. A dream is not real. It is not reality. You're living in the spiritual realm of faith, the most real place there is. Amen. Only something real could bring you that kind of peace. Oh, glory. Amen. Oh, glory. Amen. That's why we're getting jobs and bonuses and raises. That's why nobody in our church families are getting sick. No plague will touch any of us in the name of Jesus. I, I don't mind telling you, it won't touch you in Jesus' name. That's, that's why our children are prospering in school. That's why we're, 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 we're growing and expanding. Why? Because we're doing this thing in a realm that is a realm of the Spirit where the things of God freely flow. Amen. Oh, glory. Do you see this? So how do you get by his stripes, I'm healed into your body? How, how, how do you get delivered from a spirit of fear or, and, and, and get the spirit of faith? You have to switch kingdoms. you got to switch kingdoms. You have to stop trying to live in the natural realm and start living in the spiritual realm. Switch kingdoms. And, and, and that's not just getting born again. There, there are people that were born again and when they were born again, they came, became a part of the spiritual kingdom. But many born again people are still living like they haven't switched kingdoms. Amen. My, my father told a story uh, years ago. I remember him telling it when I was growing up. And he was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. The mistake by the lake. And uh, in any event, <laughs> that's what they say anyway. But the point is, he remembered a, a, a newspaper headline uh, 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 about two uh, ladies, two elderly sisters that had been found dead in an, in an apartment. And, and they died of malnutrition. And from all evidences, they were eating cat food. But as they were, were, were uh, cleaning out the apartment and, and, you know, doing what they needed to do in that case... Uh, 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 there was uh, uh, some jostling of the mattress and the seam popped open. It, there had been a, a, a place cut and, and sewed up. Amen? And, and back in those days, I believe, there was $25,000 cash in that mattress. And yet they were eating cat food and died of malnutrition. In those days, they could have bought the cat food company. And they died of malnutrition. Wow. Wow. We have such a strong force called faith on our side. There's no reason not to have what we need. There's no reason to struggle. There's no reason to not receive. All we got to do is switch kingdoms. Amen. Am I helping you? Oh, glory. That's where faith comes in. Stop trying to live in the natural world. 
and start living in the spiritual world, the spiritual realm. That's where faith comes in. Faith is the way you contact God. Before a thing is manifested, you have to stay in faith. You have to stay in faith. Lord, I'll say that. Faith is the substance of your new house. Stay in faith about it. I don't know who I'm saying that for, but stay in faith about it. Faith is the substance of your new house. It's there. Hallelujah. Or, or your new job or whatever it may be. But I've got to stay in faith about it. You have to maintain your contact with God and His Word in the spiritual realm. I was thinking about that today. The Lord had, had said something to us about the house we're going to move into. And, and I was going back over in it and rereading it. And I thought, Lord, I've got to keep that even bigger in my spirit. Because there's a reason that you want us there. There's a reason God wants you in that house. There's a reason that God wants you on that job. And yes, it's to prosper you and bless you, but it's also because of the people around you, the neighbors that you could touch, the people that you could witness to and minister to on that job. And when you do something by faith, you'll prosper exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think because God's found somebody that will live in the spiritual realm instead of focusing on the natural realm. I, I read years ago, I was studying years ago, my Lord, 20 plus, 21 years ago, I was studying in, in the little shed that we had beside our, our trailer, our very first home that we'd ever bought. And we were living there, and, I, and they had put a little, uh, there was a shed there, and some of the men from the church had come and put an air conditioner in it. And it, it wasn't anything fancy, but, but it was, uh, back in those days, uh, I would stay up most of the night praying and studying, seeking the Lord. And uh, uh, not that I don't now, but, but, but then my schedule was a little different. And I was out there one, it was actually an afternoon, and I was reading Smith Wigglesworth's book, Ever Increasing Faith. And he made a statement in that book. He said, God will overlook a thousand men to find one with faith. Man, I put that book down on the desk and I said, Lord, look no further. You found him. You found him. You, don't have to, you will never have to pass me over. I, I want this. Now, I say this because you have to maintain your contact with God and His Word in the spiritual realm. Faith is trust, but it's more than trust. Faith is substance. Faith is evidence, not just trust. I've heard people say faith is nothing more than trust. It is trust, but it's more than that. It's evidence. It's evidence. Remember, I taught, uh, uh, I don't know how many weeks here in Little Rock, on how faith is the conviction that something's true. That's what the word pistis means, the conviction, the conviction of the truth of anything. When you are convinced that this is true, amen, you have substance and you have evidence. Glory to God. You know, there are people that have intimated that those of us churches that have limited uh, uh, you know, attendance to our churches and whatnot and, and are doing mostly live stream, they have intimated that, you know, it's a lack of faith. No, it's a concern for our people. It's a love for our flock. I don't, I don't want anybody that perhaps may not be at the level of faith they should be on to get out and, and, and catch something. I, I couldn't live with myself. It's not a lack of faith. It's a depth of love. 
You, you understand what I'm saying? You, 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 I am perfectly convinced that nobody watching or no one in our church families will get sick. I'm perfectly convinced of that. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Why? I'm, number one, I know where you go to church. Amen. Number two, I, I know most of you personally, and I know where your faith's at. I am personally convinced that I will never get sick and my family will never get sick. But, but here's what I want you to understand with this. That did not just happen. That's not just trust. That's convinced. Amen? Real quickly. I got, I got to be done in just a moment, but John 16, 7 and 8. I got two more scriptures and we'll be done. I, I, I got to have you home by 9 o'clock. All right, tomorrow. Okay, all right. Well, I'll, we'll practice tonight. I'll still get you home by, by 9. Hallelujah. John 16, 7 and 8. Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. If I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. When he's come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That word reprove means to convince. Now, I know he's talking about the world, but think about this for a moment. You know it when the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin. You know Well, here's, here's something easy. Take that same knowing and apply it to your faith. You'll read a scripture, and if you will allow the Holy Spirit, He'll convince you that's truth. Amen. My finances started changing the day I went in my bedroom, and I put the Bible on the bed, and I, I opened it up to Malachi chapter 3, and I said, now that's not working for me. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, and they'll be uh, right. They'll, I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing on you. There's not room enough to receive. Well, immediately the Holy Spirit began teaching me and convincing me that not only was that truth, but what I needed to change. Amen. Take that same knowing and apply it to your faith. When you're reading the scripture, sit back and close your eyes and let the Holy Spirit convince you that's truth. That's absolute truth. I've had people say, well, Pastor, I just can't get the word to work for me the way you do. They're not convinced that it's true. If you're convinced that it's true, it's going to work for you every time. But I have to be convinced something's true. I can't help what other people don't believe is truth. It's got to be truth for me. There are people that don't believe it's God's will to heal you every time. They're not convinced of that. They're convinced that God can, but they're not convinced that God will. So when they need Him to, He may or may not. Not because it's not His will, but because they're not convinced it's His will. Hallelujah. We're convinced. We have allowed ourselves to be convinced. Amen. If, if you're highly developed in fear, you can be highly developed in faith. Because they, they both operate the same way. They both come the same way. Faith comes by hearing, fear comes by hearing. Faith goes by saying, fear goes by saying. Amen. Love casts one of them out and causes the other one to be stronger. Amen. The same Holy Spirit that convinced you of your sin will convince you of the promise God made to you. 
the proof, the evidence, the substance that's in the Word of God, and then He'll tell you it's yours. You'll read something and God will say, that's yours. Holy Spirit will say, you can have that. That belongs to you. And man, you'll sit back and say, glory, glory to God. I have it. It's mine in the name of Jesus. Because you're convinced that that belongs to you. And nothing can change your mind. Nothing can change your mind. The doctor can say something, but you, your mind will not change because your mind is now not set on natural things. It's set on spiritual things. It had, you have switched kingdoms and you cannot be convinced otherwise. Amen. Whoo, glory. When you have the conviction that what God said is yours, you begin to expect it to come to pass. Just like people expect the thing they fear to come to pass. But I'm convinced and now I'm expecting it to come to pass. Faith goes to work in the spirit realm to bring what is in the the realm of the spirit, which is a real world, back into the realm of the natural for you to possess it. So right now, faith is operating in that spiritual realm that is a real world and bringing into this natural realm what you need so you can possess it. Mm, glory. Now, the last scripture is Romans 9 and verse 1. Whew, I'm like Brother Hagin. I don't know if I've helped you, but I've preached myself happy. Oh, glory to God. (laughs) Romans 9 and 1 says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. So the Spirit convinces you or proves to you a truth. This is true. He'll convince you of that. I've had the Holy Spirit say things to me when I've been reading the Word. He would say, uh, You can have that if you want it. Well, what was that? His convincing. His convincing. But I've, I've got to spend time connecting with God through His Word. See, faith not only deals with promises. Faith is a spiritual dialogue in the unseen realm. It doesn't just deal with promises. It's a spiritual dialogue. When I begin to act in faith, it says something in the spirit realm. It it starts receiving. Jesus talked in the book of John, and he was specifically referencing prayer, but he said, you have not because you ask not. What is one of the main components of faith? Asking. You'll have what you say. And we use those scriptures in terms of our faith. Faith is a spiritual dialogue. Not just, not just to do with promises. It's a spiritual dialogue. And when you start operating in faith, it starts speaking things in the spirit realm. It starts receiving things from the spirit realm and brings them into the natural where you can possess them. That's why faith looks beyond. Amen. I'll end with this. You know, the things that the Lord told us about 2020. You know, I keep going back to these things. I'm a very simple person. I'm not... I'm not hard to understand, and and I don't try to be. 
I've had people tell me over the years, Pastor, the thing, the thing I like about your preaching is I can understand what you're saying. Praise God. I like that. But here, here's the thing. I look at things this way. He said it was the year of the manifestation of our expectation. He said that we should look for a manifestation of the Word like never before. Well, guess what? He knew what was going to happen. And He still gave us that Word. Faith is a dialogue in the Spirit. That's why you want to pull that Word out and go over it. You're still expecting these things. Don't allow a natural circumstance to circumvent the spiritual manifestation God wants to bring into your life. Because that manifestation is in the spirit realm. And I can choke it off. I can, I can hinder it. I can stop it from manifesting if I get over and I start living too much in this natural world. Amen. Yeah, but you know, Pastor, I feel confined. I feel, well, don't feel that way. Don't allow that. Amen. You, there's things we got to do. We can still go outside. We can still take a walk. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You, you understand? I mean, this is not the end. This is a rebirth. There's an awakening coming. Amen. I believe God. And we're going to be ready to do our part in Jesus' name. Amen. So say it out loud. I'm a person of the Spirit. I live in the Spirit. I walk in the Spirit. And I'm a person of faith. I use my faith. And my faith works for me. In the name of Jesus. Amen.